everyone, it's Riley again, and welcome back to another exciting chapter in the adventures of Sparky and Spazoid. Sparky and the goat are racing across an alien planet inside Spazoid, who's a robot that can turn into a bunch of other stuff, including a car and a spaceship. They're going to find Spazoid's wreckage so they can return to their mothership. Now it's time to learn a little about the bad guys. Are they really that bad? They're just doing what nature designed them for. Actually, they're fictional, so nature had nothing to do with it. Since my dad's the writer, that would make him the bad guy. Anyway, please enjoy this next chapter. Chapter 7. Temple Wreckers Tonsil Terrors are not known for their intelligence. They barely have a language, and only a loose organization or system of rule governing them. It works like this. I'm bigger, so listen to me or I'll eat you. Don't judge them too harshly. Human civilization began much the same way. In fact, many think that people have yet to grown out of this. Of course, we're talking about tonsil terrors and their lack of intelligence, not humans, whose intelligence isn't up for debate. Not right now, that is. So tonsil terrors are not smart. It's an established fact. But even the lowest of the tonsil terrors, those soldiers out in the fields, had to wonder why any creature would be speeding toward their nest. See, inside the giant alien machine, which had been running for centuries, was the home for the entire hive. It was the center of their kingdom and the location of the treasure trove where Spazoid's thrusters were. He was eager to get them back. That's the only reason he allowed Sparky to drive so recklessly. By the way, if it wasn't obvious, the machine was not built by the humanoids that had come to live on this world, those poor wiped out ones. It was built long before by a race of wise aliens who'd gone off to wherever it is that wise aliens go when they get bored of making giant machines. And yes, the machine was responsible for the floating mountains. As to why anyone would build such a thing, well, you'd have to ask the aliens. Like I said, though, they took a hike a long time ago, leaving their stuff running. Sparky wanted to investigate the machine. He had questions. But for now, he was too busy blowing things up. Spazoid's rockets fired in short arcs, coming down just ahead of them, barely giving the dirt and decimated plants enough time to settle before they raced over them. Any tonsil terrors that wandered into their path soon realized their mistake. They were buried by the concussive force of exploding ordnance. The tonsil terrors might have ridden meteors spreading throughout the galaxy, but they were no match for liquid metal rockets. Unfortunately, while Spazoid had a lot of these weapons, he didn't have an unlimited amount. He watched his supply dwindle and calculated the distance they needed to go. I'm going to spread the rounds out a bit, Spaz said through the speaker. Why? Sparky asked. Because rockets don't grow on trees and I'm running low. Sparky stared straight ahead, trying to avoid the fresh craters. Any idea what we're blowing up? Everything, Spaz shouted above the noise. No, I mean what these creatures are. They've sure got the goat freaked out. Sparky could see the animal's backside trembling out the corner of his eye as it stuck up in the air. I'm having a tough time getting an image, Spazoid answered. Some of the tonsil terrors had landed on the cockpit dome, but they'd bounced off so fast Sparky hadn't gotten a good look at them. They don't seem that big, Sparky said. No, but then again, we're blowing them up. You might only be seeing pieces. True. Sparky nodded. Hey, goat, what are these things? The goat refused to look up or answer. He'd never seen the 4th of July or any other fireworks display. He'd never been on a battlefield either, so all this exploding was upsetting to him. Take the wheel, Spaz. Sparky turned in his seat. He leaned down next to the goat, but he still couldn't find the animal's face. It was buried too deep, so he tapped his shoulder. Hey there, Fuzzy. I asked you a question. What are these things? He pointed to where another tonsil terror body had thumped against the window, leaving a smear of yellow and black, like the guts of a caterpillar. 
The goat looked up, but kept his head low. I don't know what they're called, but they're bad, really bad. I've seen them take down some of the biggest creatures on this planet. They swarm, and it's either over or it gets worse. He tucked his head back down. Worse? Worse how? Spaz asked. I don't want to talk about it. The goat buried himself again. As the rocket burst spread out a little more, the thumping of the tonsil terrors against the windshield became more constant. Sparky looked up and saw fur stuck to the windshield. He had a hard time seeing past the goo to their destination. The alien machine towered over the landscape. It looked vaguely like a stretched out egg with light pulsing from it. The machine wasn't made to be inhabited. In other words, it didn't have a door. However, since being built, cracks had formed in its surface. Some were wide enough for Spaz to drive through or for exotic radiation to seep out. That's where they were heading, towards the biggest of these cracks, which also happened to have a building in front of it. The humanoids who'd called this place home had built a temple by the opening. They hadn't always worshipped the machine, but like most civilizations, they had their ups and downs. And during one particularly sharp downturn, they'd gone from studying the alien device to thinking it had some sort of religious significance. This theory, that the machine was holy, was helped by the fact that the radiation caused people to have visions. They saw images of far-off places, the past and the future. Unfortunately, it also destroyed the language center of their brains. When the oracles tried warning the rest of the population about the eggs being laid in their throat, everyone thought they were simply in for a bad cold and flu season. During the tonsil terror attack, a large part of the humanoid population sought shelter in the machine temple. The tonsil terrors appreciated this. When their prey huddled together, it made it so much easier to find them. Hence, this became the tonsil terror's largest nest. The radiation had little or no effect on tonsil terrors, by the way. It may have made their already shrill voices shriller, but it was rare that anyone tried talking to them. It may have made them a bit dumber, too. Yet again, that was hard to tell because they were already so incredibly stupid. As evidenced by the number that jumped into the path of Spazoid's rockets. Head for that building, in front of the machine. Sparky pointed to the temple with its tall pillars. He'd gotten Spaz to use his wipers. For a moment, the glass dome of the canopy wasn't covered with tonsil terror gore. Try not to blow it up until we're in it. Wait, what? The goat asked, popping his head out. Wait for what? Sparky responded, looking at the goat. You're going in there, and you want him to blow it up with us inside? The goat asked, trying to clarify their plan. Despite everything else he'd been through, this was the first time he was convinced he wouldn't make it. Yeah, I want him to drop the building right on top of us, Sparky said. We'll make it through, of course. Then, when it collapses, these guys will be trapped outside. That's a terrible plan, the goat said. Spazoid's voice came through the speaker. Don't worry, we'll be fine. Probably. As long as there's nothing in our way. They were almost to the temple. The goat didn't want to watch, but he couldn't help it. He saw the last round of rockets shoot up into the air. They had a steeper arc than all the others, nearly straight up. The temple steps were broad, and it had a wide door. Spaz powered up them, not slowing at all. He had the thunder cannon out in front, while the Gatling weapons fired behind, keeping the tonsil terrors at bay. He blasted the doors out of the way, and sped in, slamming into a dusty pile of something. He slowed a little, struggling to climb them out, letting his mapping program and his sensors figure the best way out of the temple. At first, he didn't give much thought to the pile. He was more concerned with how long it'd take for the rockets to hit. What am I on? He asked, feeling things break beneath his weight. The past residence, the goat said. Sparky glanced down. Oh man, get us out of here. Locals hate it when you disturb breathes. What locals? Those fuzzy things wipe them all out, the goat explained. Impressive. Sparky looked back, still not sure what was chasing them. 
Spaz gunned his engine and floored the accelerator, leaving the bones behind, going down the building's long central corridor. The crack in the machine was ahead of him, but the rockets were about to ruin their day if they didn't get there. He heard the first shell hit the roof. Hang on, this is going to be close. The goat stared at the opening. It had an altar in front of it. That looks a little tight. Spaz blasted with the thunder cannon, blowing the heavy stone out of the way. He started to change a few meters out, stretching himself. He was part car and part robot when he reached the crack. His hands gripped the edges while the building came apart behind him. Rocks and dust flew everywhere. At the last moment, he fired his thrusters, pushing himself through. He landed on the other side, fully in his robot mode. His shoulders hit the ground, and he rolled like a stuntman, coming up to his feet and looking back. The force of the building collapsing blew through behind him in a dusty cloud. Luckily, whatever the machine was made from was tough. It stood up to the debris without even shaking. Of course, inside the cockpit, the experience of jumping through the wall was completely different. For Sparky and the Goat, it was a bit like being shaken in a snow globe without the benefit of water to absorb the banging. This wasn't good, not only because of the risk of head injury, but as it turns out, the Goat was prone to motion sickness. I'm going to throw up, he said. Sparky snapped to attention and slammed his fist on the escape button. The canopy slid back out of the way as the Goat's stomach released its contents. He got to the edge of the cockpit before vomiting. But unfortunately, Spazoid looked up at that very same moment. Hello everyone, I am the villain. I've created tonsil tears and will be spreading them throughout the rest of this book. Bah ha ha ha! Look, I'm really not that evil. If I were, I would have put in bone-breaking sounds when Spazoid drove into the temple. Or worse, I would have found a special goat vomit sound effect. Personally, I would have found that funny, but I'm aware that your parents might be listening with you and may already be wondering about my sanity. The car sounds are cool though, right? Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, we'll start to explore the crazy alien machine, and things will start to get really weird. Remember, the book is available on Amazon if you want to read along. The webtoon goes out weekly if you want to check that out, and I try to put up some of my other art on Instagram. I'm working on a fire safety book with dragons, so you can get a look at some of the pieces for that. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening.